Hey guys, what is up and welcome back to Off the Record with Mackenzie Tippett. This week we're going to be talking about, well, kind of, relationships. And I know what you're thinking, Mackenzie, you have zero to little, like little to no experience. You're not wrong. However, I like to give my two cents. We know this. So without any further ado, the episode about relationships, and I will explain the title. I know it looks weird. Let's go. Okay, so with the Super Bowl coming up this weekend, I know a lot of people, or at least, you know, people who regularly listen, were expecting me to post a Super Bowl predictions episode. That's going to be next week, just jumping off the bat real quick. Next week's episode, the first half is going to be all of my predictions that I've recorded, and we're going to talk about the whole concussion protocol with Mahomes and how that was handled poorly, by the way. Um, that's going to be the first half half of the next episode. And then the second half of next week's episode is going to be all about just post-game analysis of what went down in Super Bowl. So Super Bowl 55. And we're also going to talk about the halftime show per usual because I am a music junkie. So without, you know, no, no surprise there. But anyways, this week I have watched a lot of rom-coms. I have just been, I mean, it's and it's not my fault too. It's not like I'm like out searching to ro- to watch rom-coms. It's the time of year. Love is in the air. Put a mask on, right? And COVID. So put a mask on. But um, anyways, Hallmark Channel, ABC Freeform, whatever you want to call it. They're all E, e- Entertainment. All of these all of these platforms on TV, all these channels are prompting me to watch rom-coms and how can I avoid it? I can't because right after Below Deck Mediterranean that I watch when I'm working out, you know what comes on? 13 going on 30 or The Ugly Truth or 50 First Dates. These are all movies that I've watched within the past week or two. So anyways, that's why I want to talk about this because I'm not somebody who generally is like, oh yeah, let's talk about relationships. I think everybody's going to want to listen to me talk about relationships. Me, especially me. Like who, who who's listening to this looking for advice from me? Nobody. But anyways, I wanted to talk about it because it is relevant to the time of year and it's ba- it's and it's the only thing that I've been thinking about, not just relationships, boyfriend and girlfriend, but also friendships in general and not just because not in the sense of like movies, but also just with life and what all is going on right now. So that's the relevant reason of why I wanted to talk about it. Not that I need to explain it, but I felt like I did this past week. I, I also watched um, The Proposal with with who's in that Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds and Betty White. Very good movie. And I also watched, this isn't a rom-com, but I watched Mr. Mr. and Miss Smith for the first time or like the end of it. That was pretty good. And I also watched Crazy Rich Asians for the first time, which I love. It is a new favorite for me. I thought it was so funny, but also so sweet. And I did cry. I will admit that. I don't admit that all the time. And most of the time I don't admit that I cried and got emotional over something because I like to be, you know, cold hearted, you know, be with an itch. Anyways, um... But yeah, the wedding scene, tears were shed. Water was not only on, on going down the aisle in that movie, it was water was streaming out of my eyeballs down my face. Anyways, relationships, relationships, relationships. Some people think of relationships and they get scared. Some people hear of relationships and they get very excited. Some people hear of relationships and they are absolutely disgusted. And also some people hear the word relationships and they think friends or they think boyfriend, girlfriend, or they think husband and wife if you're in a heterosexual relationship. 
you know, there's a lot of different titles that can go with that word. Some people prefer hooking up, but some people would also pr- say that hookup is a relationship in, a, in its own little way. First off, let's talk about how, or at least something that I've been thinking about recently with relationships. Myself, I am a single person. I'm okay with that. We'll get into that later. However, to start off with, relationships recently have come and they've made a new light in my little brain, my little tiny pea-sized brain. And I've been thinking about how with the increase of, and I say this, I think I talk about this in every single episode, how what I talk about is relevant to what we're going through right now. But I do think with staying inside and COVID and quarantine and just everything that's going on, there is for sure a built-up dependency or at least an increase of dependency that people are experiencing within their relationships with others, whether it be boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, whatever, friend. And I, I'm using that term relationships and across across the board. So friendship, girlfriend, boyfriend, or marriage. So, and with the dependency that's been grown throughout this quarantine, we've definitely, you know, I mean, it's 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 something that I feel like is a little bit unhealthy because if you do live with said significant other, then you are more likely to mesh mesh into a one person type of one person one personality type of relationship. If, if does that make sense? Not saying that it's one hundred percent of the case all the time. However, I feel like it's very much an increased opportunity for it now because of the situation that we're all in, and. Okay, I need to put my phone on, yeah, I need to put my phone on vibrate. I'm going to go quick plug. If you haven't heard of PC3 Overflow, um, you need to go look them up on Instagram and then find them on YouTube and watch all of their stuff. (laughs) Some really good stuff. Anyways, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah, dependency and relationships building during COVID and quarantine. One thing that I have noticed is I think that the reason that it's becoming so much of an in, like so much more like relevant in relationships and so much more prevalent and it, there we see an increase of it is because it's the only constant or one of the only constants that remained throughout this whole process that existed previously. And I'm not saying that And I mean, I'm not saying that in terms of like, oh, you were single before quarantine and now you're in a relationship. And so like you think that doesn't apply to you what I just said. No, you whether whether you were single or not, whatever, you had a relationship with somebody else, whether it be your mom, whether it be, you know, like like a daughter, a mother daughter relationship. That's a that's a thing that it is. That is a relationship. So the way we've come to view these 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 connections with other people has changed in definition and changed in depth, I think, throughout this whole almost year-long process. And I definitely think that some people have, you know, the way they look at them has changed a lot too, and the way they react within relationships has changed too. But I think that the more time that we've had to spend by ourselves and the less busy that we have been, there's been more opportunities for us to be on our phones more and active on social media more and just constantly paying attention to what are they doing what are they doing what are they doing because we crave like we're constantly craving some sort of new information because we are so bored and because we have nothing to do or you know because you're sitting inside and it's it's inevitable because you know the the phone is the device that we take with us everywhere and i actually had a class this past week where um 
this girl presented on why we take our phones to the bathroom. We have them with us most of the time wherever we go. And so the constant ability to look and see where somebody is, to look and see if somebody's active and to see if they've responded to you. Did they leave you on read? Did, did they leave you on delivered? Oh, like whatever. Did they view your story? Did they like your post? I could go on and on, but you get my point. And I think that something that we all need to think about is with this though, and I was talking to my friend Emma about this, the anxiety that has grown for some of us within our friendships and relationships and whatever because of this dependency that's had an increase and had a little bit of a growth within us throughout this whole quarantine is something that we need to take a step back and look at as hey if this wasn't happening right now if we weren't all sitting inside if there if we weren't going through a pandemic a panera bread a panoramic apparel a, a polaroid a pacific ocean if we weren't going through a pandemic right now we would not be on our phones this often and we would not be so worried about did so-and-so text, text us back. It would not have the significance that it has now. I mean, for some people, they listen to this and they're like, well, I have a, jo a job and I, and I do this and I do, and I, I'm like, if, if you have a job, if you're like, a if you're a parent or you're somebody who has a full-time full job, yeah, you're probably not looking at this, at it as much because your life is not to say that it's not changed and not, you know, experienced difficulty and, and, you know, just in general, just a disposition of some sort. But it is a lot more constant than somebody my age, somebody who is in high school, middle school, who is used to spending anywhere from like six to eight hours at school, depending on if you did sports, clubs, whatever, and you were in class and you couldn't be on your phone, right? So we have this new, and granted, we have, you could say, well, you have online class. Okay, yeah, but that's we have access to so much more free will of choice to look just blankly look at our phones constantly that this sort of rapid change of of having the ability to look at our phone all the time has increased the anxiety that comes along with does this person really think of me as a good friend? Does this person like me? Does this person not like me? Are they ignoring me? All of these things that fester up in our minds that are not healthy. And I was like, again, talking to my friend Emma, we were talking about how it's, if life were normal, I would not probably snap, Snapchat, Instagram, text anybody until after 4 p.m. Unless I was on it on my phone at lunch, right? Because I'm constantly interacting with other people. So I don't care if so-and-so is not responding. But now that's the only way and that's the only means of communication with people. That's the only means of interaction unless you're turning on your camera in class. And even then, if you're sitting in a, in a Zoom class that's a hundred plus person lecture, you're not going to get quality interaction with people. You're sitting there listening to a lecture. And even in those breakout rooms, you're not having those casual conversations that you would normally have with your friends on a day-to-day -day basis, right? Right. So with that being said, it's important to remember that these relationships that we have with other people, friends, brother, sister, like partner relationships and, and romantic relationships, it's not something that it's definitely something that you should hold to a significance because you care about the person, but it's something to remember that, hey, that person not responding, that person maybe leaving you on red, that person who maybe you want to respond to and you feel guilty that you don't have the energy to respond, it's okay, okay? Not that you're, not that I'm serving some sort of wisdom that you've never heard before, but it is definitely okay to 
remind yourself that, hey, what we're going through right now is definitely not normal and it's not something that we would experience otherwise. And so the the desire to not respond immediately is okay. The worry of, hey, why did they not respond yet? They've been active. That's something that maybe don't worry about it as much because we're all going through something and chances are, and and I'm saying like 90% of the time, it's probably not personal. So we can be so easily offended by, oh, so-and-so didn't respond. So-and-so didn't do this, 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 this. They're active. They didn't say anything to me. Da, 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 da. Again, these things, we, we just blow up out of proportion in our minds. And majority of the time, and I know people don't want to say this, we don't want to, he- to hear this a lot of the times because we're human and, and, and self-desire is our first instinct, but, and self-fulfillment can be our first instinct, is, but it's not all about us. It's not all about you. It's not all about me. It's most of the time people are going through their own thing. Maybe they responded to two people and then somebody called their name. Like for me, I'm at home right now. So I could easily respond to two people and then my mom could be like, hey, McKinsey, come help me with this. And then I'm not, and I put my phone down and I'm not available for another hour. Right? So just some perspective to take and just looking at, you know, just how it's all going right now in terms of communication with other people. I don't know, just something something to think about. Again, going back on, I think last week I kept saying something about thought bubbles. My little, my first little thought bubble there. Don't 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 feel guilty for not having the energy to to, to respond to people because what we're going through is very much draining, and we do all need a recharge. But make sure that the people that you do care about know that you care when you communicate with them. Communicate with intention. And also, if you're somebody who's like me, and I, I think everybody can relate to this, but if you're somebody who worries, hey, what's up with them? They have, they seem off. They seem like they don't want to talk to me. They worry, they, they, they were active, but they didn't respond to me. It's probably not about you, and it's probably not personal. And if you're very worried, it doesn't hurt anything to just call them out and be like, hey, what's up? You've been acting weird. Are you okay? Like, did I do something? There's no shame in that either. But yeah. Just first little thought bubble concluded. Two words that I feel like contradict each other are independence and relationship. And I feel like that's something that should not contradict itself, but should be more of a, mm, not a, not a, not like a, what do you call those words? Somebody really smart is going to be thinking of exactly what I want to say, but what is it called? synonym. Not a synonym, but something similar enough that I feel like they should go together. And here's what I mean. You see all the time on social media, these relationships that we feel like we need to have. And at this point, I am more so talking about romantic relationships. But we see these relationships that are constantly posted about. They are at least, you know, the most frequently visited app these days tends to be TikTok. So, if I were to go on my For You page right now, and I will, let's see. I'm going to turn my volume down. But if I were to go on my For You page right now, let's see what the, what is the first video that pops up. Literally a video about five things to, to know if a guy likes you. Or, oh, it's one of these. You know the guy that was like... Um, the guy with the weird eyes, he, he, he says, don't cheat. He says, don't cheat on her. All it takes is one selfie. And she has 10 blank on and he has and she has all her. T- OK, I'm not I can't see the, say these words because they're mean words, but it's this guy. Cheat on her because all it takes is one selfie. 
yeah, that I ain't ever seen two pretty pretty best friends. That guy. Anyways, so basically what I'm trying to, my, my point I'm trying to prove is it's everywhere and it's impossible to not see that kind of stuff. And maybe it's just my algorithm that I that I follow and that I, because I like, I like some of them because I follow some really cute couples like Mackenzie Grimsley and, and, and Brayden from Clemson that I see them. But regardless, even if you don't like this stuff, it's impossible to not run across it every once in a while. And it makes you think, Hmm. If I'm in a relationship, this person should be obsessed with me. If I'm in a relationship, this person needs to post me 24-7. We need to be posting each other, doing these videos, whatever, 24-7. And to that I say that is bullshit. And that is a, a form of stigmatize that is a stigmatism that is some and that should not exist. And I think it's irrelevant too. I don't think it should be given any sort of importance. Because here's the thing. You don't have to be obsessed with somebody to be in a relationship. And I know some people are thinking, Mackenzie, you have barely any relationship experience. Why are you talking on this? That is not true. No, I know I'm right. <laughs> because here's the thing. I'm somebody that craves and wants and desires independence within a relationship. And I know that there are other people out there who think the same. I, You don't have to be with each other 24-7. And I wouldn't want to be with somebody 24-7 all the time. Yeah, I like it's it's cool to spend time with people but how are you how do how i don't understand and i'm not saying that it's not okay to be those people that are constantly with their partner but i do think that there is a point to where you need to step back and you need a recharge am i wrong no there's also this whole thing and you see it and it's a social media influence for the most part because that's how we see other relationships these days is there's this whole thing of oh, your partner should be the first one you want to talk to when you wake up in the morning. The person you like should be the first person that you want to talk to in the morning, say hello to, say good morning to when you wake up in the morning. No, no. There's plenty of times when I've liked someone and I woke up and they were definitely not the first person on my mind. They were definitely not the per first person that I wanted to talk to. And for 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 reconciliation for my own for my own credibility here i talked to somebody who is very much in love and who is newly engaged i won't disclose their name but they said and i asked them the same question i said hey when you were first dating this person and even throughout your relationship was there ever a point when you woke up and like even if you weren't if you weren't with them you know that you weren't living with them was there ever a point when you woke up and they weren't the first person you wanted to talk to or they weren't the first person you talked to? And they said, yes, 100%. Why? And I said, because nowadays it seems like in order to for your feelings to be validated within yourself or by society, everybody says that that or everybody promotes that that's what needs to happen is that you they need to be the first person that you talk to when you wake up. No, <laughs> they don't need to be. And it's okay that they're not. And it's okay if they are. But Basically, there's this whole promotion of, oh, he doesn't post me. Oh, she doesn't post me. They need to be my number one best friend. I'm telling you right now, if I ever got a boyfriend, <laughs> if I ever got a boyfriend, <laughs> oh my God, that phrase is so funny to me. Oh God, because the, the pickings are slim. But um, not the pickings are slim, the chances are low. But um, if I ever got a boyfriend, right? There is a very, very low chance that he would be able to replace my best friend on Snapchat. The chances are in in almost the negatives. 
which is not even a chance at that point. Yeah, exactly. So with that being said, it is okay to crave independence within a relationship because I am somebody who feels that way and I know there's somebody else that feels the exact same way because there is a point to where, again, with that independence, I think it comes like independence of thought and independence of interest and independence of expression because I wouldn't want to be with somebody and some, and it's okay if you feel the opposite, but I would not want to be in a relationship with somebody who thinks everything in the exact same way that I think. I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with somebody who has the exact same interests as me. Because here's the thing, I would get bored. I would have nothing to learn from this person. And I would have no, like, there, there, there would all, nothing to learn Nothing to really build upon conversation with. I mean, like there would be because you could talk about the same interests that you have. But to a point, wouldn't you be bored because they'd be like, oh, did you see this? You'd just be like, yep. You could talk about it, but there'd be no forward conversation after that. No questions asked. No, just, I don't know. I would just be bored. How would, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't understand how people operate in those relationships where they are into every single one of the same things. It doesn't make much sense to me. And so, and it's, and another thing too is I would want to be with somebody who has their independent life outside of me because too often I've heard of people who get into relationships and they ex, they, they ex- exile all of their friends and they bathe and they almost morph into the person that they're dating. And I don't think that's healthy. I mean, going back to the whole codependency thing, that's a whole other level. And it's not something that I feel like should be promoted because it's not healthy for you. It, it basically blocks your own independence out and it, and it turns you into this person who's either waiting hand and foot on the person you're dating or you just turn into a, a clone, in, in my opinion. With, there's very few exceptions to this rule, but I have seen it happen. And most often it happens in relationships that I mean, that I've seen just in high school for the most part, because that's before you go out into the world and you kind of start building your own self, you know, before you get out of like the education system and where you were all put through the exact same things, right? But I think dating somebody who's your opposite is okay. And to go along with this whole obsession thing, let's refer to the title. We are not doing the peanut butter and jelly handhold. And for this, I say, let me just paint this picture for you actually real quick. So imagine this, we're gonna use like a heterosexual couple the boyfriend holds the loaf of bread. The girlfriend cuts two slices of bread. Then they each take a slice of bread and lay it down on the counter. Then they each, one of them gets the jelly, one of them gets the peanut butter. Then, follow me, just stick with me here. One of them holds a piece of bread while the other smears the jelly on it. Then they switch. One holds the other, the girlfriend holds the other piece of bread while the boyfriend spreads the peanut butter on it. Then they each, with one, the boyfriend with his left hand and the girlfriend with her right hand scoops up their, each of their bread slices and they put it together into a sandwich and they're holding hands. That's what goes through my mind when I think of an obsessive relationship. We are not doing the peanut butter and jelly handhold. We do not need to spend every single second of the day with each other. Some days, that's cool. You want to hang out all day long? I'm down. But there is no need to spend every waking hour, every single day of every single part of your relationship with somebody, in my opinion, because at that point, at that point, you are morphing into the same person. You can't convince me otherwise. 
right? There's no discretion there. And so I think that instead of finding the peanut butter to your jelly, and I'm going to credit my best friend for this. Let me literally pull out a direct quote. You can, can you hear this paper? I was on Zoom with Emma today and I was talking to her about what the podcast was going to be about. And she said, and I was talking to her about that topic, and this is what she had to say. So Emma, thank you for these wise, wise words. She said, you don't need to find the peanut butter to your jelly. You need to find the french fry to your ice cream. And I could not agree more. Because here's the thing. While peanut butter and jelly, they go good together. Yeah, sure. But you always see them together. French fries and, and ice cream, you don't always see them together. They don't have everything in common. They're not a common pairing. They're good to get, they're really good together, but they don't, they, they're not what you would always think of as being together. They're not the same. They don't fall into that same group as peanut butter and jelly fall into together, right? You eat your french fries with some chicken nuggets sometimes. Maybe you dip them instead of dipping them in your milkshake, dipping them in your ice cream. You dip it in your ketchup, right? This stick with me. These food metaphors, they're just driving my message right now. And then sometimes you're eating your ice cream, you're eating milkshake, and you eat that with some cherries, maybe some sprinkles, right? Maybe you're eating it with, hmm, what else are you eating it with? Kit Kats. I don't know. Whatever you put on your ice cream. And you do you see my point? Is you can, to, to quote friends, you can find your lobster and have them not also be a lobster, right? I'm just, I really hope that what I'm saying makes sense. And I hope it's beneficial to some people because too much in hopping back on this whole dependency thing is some people can assume based on how you stand personally, if you're somebody who's more independent versus somebody who's more um, dependent upon others to be around. And I'm not saying it's wrong to be dependent upon others and to be like, um, somebody who wants to be around people all the time. But I do think that there can be a little bit of, of, of misinterpretation of if somebody who is more comfortable by themselves happens to like or be into somebody who is more dependent, there can be this disconnect of, oh, they look like they're always by themselves. They look like they have nothing to do. So they are constantly replying to me because they're obsessed with me. No. I can assure you as somebody who is a very independent person who values and loves their alone time that that is not the case. And also, somebody who's independent, they don't need to think that this person who is codependent is being too clingy. Never should you think that somebody is being, being too clingy. Never should you assume the emotions of the other person. But also, it's okay to not it's okay to crave independence in a relationship. And it is also okay for an independent, more independent person to date a more dependent person. That creates cool balance, actually, I think, because too often us, us independent people can find ourselves either caring way too much because we don't want to misconstrue and have people think that we don't care, or the de dependent person can, can, you know, be too much or whatever. But I think there's a point where the codependent person or the more dependent person reels the independent back in. And that's why I think it could be also more beneficial to date somebody that's more of your opposite or, you know, even be friends with somebody that's more of your opposite. Emma is so, so much more of a plant, a type A person. And I am so much more type B. And she's also somebody I feel like that 
enjoys being around people like and a lot more than I enjoy being around people a lot of the time. I love social interaction, don't get me wrong. But it is definitely something that I feel like she values more. And but what are we? We are great complements of each other. And we and as best friends, we go really well well together because if something goes wrong in the plans, Emma might get a little anxious because she planned it out. But then I'm like, hey, we found this really cool thing over here. Let's do this instead. Right? And in a relationship, it's the same way. Like maybe somebody you're talking to or you like is really into, I don't, I don't know, Russian nesting dolls. And I'm looking at them right now. That's why I thought of them. Thanks, Nana. Shout out to Nana. Rest in peace. Um, but maybe somebody you know is really into Russian culture, Russian nesting dolls. <laughs> and and you're really into, uh, let's see, what's something completely different? Online gaming. I don't know. And shout out to the Wii that's sitting to my left, giving me ideas. Anyways, but maybe one of your one of you is into Russian nesting dolls and one of you is into online gaming. Those conversations are going to be way more interesting and way more cool than somebody who you're going out with who thinks in the exact same things about you. But maybe... You're in a relationship and one of you likes the Russian nesting dolls. One of you is really on online gaming. But you also have the same love for traveling or music or faith or politics, whatever, Theolo whatever you want to, you know, it's cool to have that middle ground where like the French fry and the ice cream, you were well, you were so good together, but you're also very different. And so there's a balance and there's not a codependency. Do you know what I mean? We got really deep on this episode and I kind of like it. I'm looking forward to releasing this episode. I can feel it. I'm excited. Okay. okay, everybody. I hope this episode wasn't too emotional or deep or anything. I hope you got something good out of it. I actually did just in talking with Emma pre-recording and, you know, also, I enjoyed watching all my rom-coms that, that inspired this episode topic. So, yeah, that concludes this week's episode of Off the Record with Mackenzie Tippett. Until next week, where we talk about the Super Bowl. By the way, I didn't mention it in the beginning, but I am recording those pre-game um, pre predictions. Obviously, is it, if it's a prediction, I'll be recording it pre-game. So, just just touching back on that. Anyways, I hope you guys have a lovely rest of your day, lovely, lovely rest of your night, your chores, whatever you're doing. Driving, stay safe, eyes on the road, Roman, hands go Roman candles, right? Anyways, bye you guys. See you next week. <laughs>